Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie owned. Made for South Australia. And a very good evening. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Tyre Power. Think safety this July. Uh, get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Sports Day SA. Always something happening in sport as a welcome the great man, Malcolm Blight. And Blight, you've got your the reunion, the 25-year reunion with all the Crows boys, your, your former little uh, lads that you got a couple of premierships with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hi, David. Yeah, we have actually this weekend. We've got a yeah, little, uh, actually a black tie on Friday, the footy on Saturday, and uh, just one of those get-togethers at the Arkaba Hotel with the Hurley group and um, on Sunday. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. Top of the arc. Used to go there myself. Yeah. They had the old band up there, and uh, yeah, it was anyhow, yeah, it's, go there. It's been a great um, spot, isn't it? I want to play something shortly from Lee Matthews because I know you're on the same page as Lee. Oh. But they had a, um, all the players that are uncontracted in the league. There's a lot of them, too. I think about 220 players uncontracted. But I thought we'd just look at um, the Crows and Port Adelaide tonight, and I just want your assessment where you see these players in in their career and uh, what you do. Um, hold rookie list, uh, D list. Let's start with Port Adelaide. Um, Young Jackson Mead. Now he's only played the ten games. And there's, there's fifteen of them uncontracted. Yeah, a lot of the, lot of the, some of the older boys, boys. like Gray, Boak, yeah, uh, Motlop. But yep. uh, Mead, he's certainly a, a keeper, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Even if it's just a rookie list, I think I'm going to say rookie list a lot. Are you? Yeah, mainly because I've watched him a bit. I mean, he's played his league footy, but you, you really want to see what he's doing at the Sandford level, and it's a bit hard to see some lot them play that. Yeah, Marty Frederick. Uh, yeah, no, I, I sort of half like him. He's, he's done his little bits and pieces. Yeah, I, I like him too. Just yeah. he, he's only played the nine games. Yeah, a uh, lucky Jones. He'll get another contract. Yeah, of course he's he one of their, Yeah, I would have uh, thought so. Yeah, and the older guys, um, Motlop, Folk, and Gray. Uh, St- Stephen Motlop's been a good player, but is he? I just don't know if he's if he's now at the top well, of he's his not game. The future. Future. No, and, and I think it'd Robert, be interesting. I wonder what will happen with Robbie Gray. Yeah, uh, he looks a bit banged up to me, and I've said that a couple of times. Now, whether he goes on, um, I, he, I would suggest he would sit down with the coach and maybe the list manager, and they'll have a good chat. Yeah, you're right. they got 14, which they can uh, have a look at. Crows only got about five or six. Matt Crouch heard Stephen Rowe saying that he's he's on the out of the report, so that he's been told he won't be um, there next year, even though he's got a contract. So, oh, that that's just been handled poorly. I really feel for Matt Crouch. Mitch Hinge. Oh, yeah. He's actually, yeah, he goes okay. Maybe, I know he's, uh, what is he, 24 or 25 now. I, maybe he's one of those you keep on the rookie list because he's not, he's certainly not the worst player on their list. No, he averages 15 disposals yeah. a game. He's an elite kick. Yeah. Nice kick uh, comes off that halfback front. Big Billy Frampton's played the 18 games. Looks like he's on the outer, though, like he's been playing super footy in the sand for and, and can't get a game. Yeah, I I find it interesting now. And I've mentioned a couple of times, another one you're going to mention too is Elliot Himmelberg. 
I told you, I, I would love to have seen him play centre-half back or full-back and just see if he can another player. Billy Frampton's the same. He looks better at the back than what he does forward, doesn't he? And we know why. I'm with you. Himmelberg could make a great defender. Yeah. Six foot seven in the yeah, old. I know. Uh, kicks a goal a game, 36 games, 37 goals. So I'd, I'd certainly persevere. Like, like his brother went from... Um, yeah, full-back to... Full- Full forward, full, to forward, full back, back yeah. and doing well. Uh, Jimmy Rowe, Jimmy's played thirty-four games, kicked twenty-five goals, twenty-one. Uh, pretty tough position that uh, small forward. It is. I mean, and they've got a lot like him. Maybe I, I just once again, I reckon he could be a rookie list player. You know, so you're still in the system, and and you know, you happen get along with it. But I mean, he's a smart player when he gets the ball. So yeah, just got to get the footy. I just don't. Think, I think they're not playing him the right way. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be close to goal. That's where yeah. his smarts come into yeah. it. And Ben Davis has been around a while too, not really getting a go. No, it, it looks as though it might be, uh, yeah, probably time for him. Sadly. Okay, we'll talk about Lee Matthews shortly, but a couple of callers we can get to, Bloody. Uh, on line one, we've got Tom. Hi, good evening, Tom. Yeah, how you going, Bloody? Good mate. Good mate. Uh, just a couple of things. I was just going to get you. Opinion. Now I've been hearing you know, with, with my team Carlton with the Liam Jones um, thing going around. I I've been telling my brother and couple we should be sure we sh- we should get a conversation pick with him. All right. Yep. So yep. that's a talk around. You probably would have heard it. Yep. And on the opinion then with Hawthorne, I was just looking at uh, what's the coach Sam Mitchell. I reckon they've lost the yeah when they talk about oh now. Trading, get players. They, they lost it. They should have traded some of the players last year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be giving the first pick to Mitchell, Gunston, and Jagger Mir, and nothing against the guy. Good players, but I don't know what your view is, but I wouldn't give the first pick for them. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Tom. I, I, yeah, they've, they've still got currency, but they've got currency at Hawthorne because they're still very good players there. I mean, if someone want a finishing club that might want them, someone might miss this year, you know, someone sitting third or fourth, Maybe, maybe the Bulldogs, if Josh Bruce doesn't come up, you could get a Gunston or a Bruce or something like in there. But, yeah, I, they're not going to be number one picks. You might get a, a late first round, early second Probably round. Second, second round, round. Yeah, I yep. think so, yeah. Good call, though. Good, good on you. Um, hello, Phil. How you going, boys? Good, Phil. Uh, Lee Matthews is about to uh, punt you up as the Prince Messiah, Malcolm. Oh. So don't get it too big to head. Oh, well, oh, yeah. What? Hey, Prince Messiah, here it comes. Um, so, uh, on a more um, serious note, is there any father-son coming through the SNFL at the moment? Oh, question with notice. Um, well, we've seen young um, young Burgoyne, but he's on the, oh, he's he's on the on list, the list. Oh, uh, um, Mead's another one that's on the list. Um, yeah, I don't. I, Jimmy Rose on the, the list. list. Yeah, I don't. Just I'm just trying to think of the sample players. I don't reckon there are. Anyone got their kids playing? Yeah. No, I don't. Someone, someone could... Someone who, you know, we try and watch both competitions, obviously, but um, it's hard sometimes to line up every team and watch every game every weekend. So it's a bit hard to line them up. I'm just trying to think some off off the cuff. I've seen some lists that are coming, but I can't remember too many of those. Will Franco. No, I can't actually. Why, why was... Uh, Sam saying Will Franco, son of Josh Franco. Oh, that's Bob right. Yeah, Peters. well done, Frank. Yeah, that's, I did read that. Um, why, why was I Prince Messiah? I didn't quite get it. I didn't hear it. Um, he must have said something about... Um, he might have been the king. Lee might be saying, I'm the king. Bloody's the, the prince, the you know, down one. I don't know. I just want to play a grab from Lee Matthews. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Jack Ginnivan. And you don't often hear Lee raise his voice or get, you know, he's fairly measured, a wonderful footballer, obviously. And, but 
We saw that clumsy tackle on Ginnivan and almost took his head off. And, I mean, that's a free kick all over it. Here's Lee Matthews. I thought to myself, what are they doing to our game? And when I say they, I mean Richard Gordon in the commission, who are the only only uh, body that can actually change rules, and Gillan McLaughlin and his coaching cohort of advisors that are making the game easier for the tackler and harder for the bloke with the ball. As I say, the fabric of the game's being attacked, in my view, Jared. So, yeah, I am, I am disturbed. So uh, I, I've calmed down a little bit. Yep. I couldn't sleep Sunday night. I don't know why I was thinking. It was a bloody one free kick, yep. and I couldn't sleep Sunday night thinking about it. I mean, it's the symbolism of it yep. that, that, that is just, just disturbs me. I, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If anyone's listened to this show for the last five years, and particularly with David here, tackling, I'll say it again, is the most overrated skill in football. It drives me bloody nuts. The way the coaches do it now, it's all congested. Tackles, tackles, tackles. What about getting the ball? Prior opportunity is almost out the door. Who was the coach that said to Gilbert Lockman, we had 50 tackles and not one holding the ball? Alistair Clarkson. Change the bloody game. It is now, if you touch the ball, I've talked about this for five years. Lee, I'm on your page. I've been on it for five years. It is, I'll say it again, I look at the tackle figures last when I coached. You know, when they worry about concussion, the ironical thing is he didn't fall to the ground on that, but he got smashed in the head. Now, that, that's how you get concussion, young uh, fella. When you saw that, uh, what was your first thought? Well, it's not only that one. What about the other 50 that they miss? And I'll tell you now, I'll guarantee you to the letter of the law, most tackles, 50% of tackles, David, are they're either high or in the back. And if you look at old footage, the umpire would pay most of them as high or in the back. It is overrated to buggery. And I'm sick of all the coaches talking about all the tackling pressure. Well, how can you? You've got 36 blokes in a quarter of a football ground. Oh, Lee, hope someone's listening. I've tried for five years. That's the most passionate I've heard, Yeah, Lee. well, I've, I mean, I... He's I, had a gutful. Yeah, well, I've... Mate, I hate it. I hate it. It's not It's not our game. I said, it is like... Our game is more like rugby league. Now, uh, sadly, I mean, the last two or three weeks, I've actually kind of enjoyed the footy. There was I, some good games yeah, on the weekend. Yes, there was, yeah. yeah. But because it's been less of that. What about the game here a couple of weeks ago? I know it's slippery. 200 tackles. And they were saying, what a great game. You're kidding. Hey, hey I mean, you may as well go to World Championship Wrestling. Yeah. That's all they do. I I feel in recent years, the AFL at times jump at shadows. Oh, something, do they ever? One thing happens and it's, uh, oh, we've got to change that. Yeah, where's, where's, well, where's that where's the, where's the Where's the agates of the people in charge of the footy department? Where's the agates? Mm. No, this is the way we're going to do it. This is the way we umpire it. This is what we're going to do. How do you see Gil McLaughlin? He's, he's stepping down. We know that. Mm. Um how do you see his legacy? Sam Newman said he didn't think there was a legacy. Oh. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, it probably is. But I, I mean, there's been too, for me, there's been too many rule changes, um, too many games for different causes. I don't think we're, I don't think AFL has to come out with a game for, you know, eight different things during a, during a season. I really don't. I think that can take care of itself. But um, how have you seen uh, Gill's reign? No, I think it's better than that. I mean, you know, people are going to talk about the AFLW as, as a growth, which is, which is terrific. I mean, there's lots of good things. And, and also the dollars in the game now. I know Ross Oakley started this. Wayne Jackson continued it. Now Gill's done it. Andrew Demetrio. So to actually keep that money train going and salaries up for the players is probably a good thing. We should get better at it. So there's lots of good things they've done. I mean, the, they, I think the settled. biggest thing has to be the women's game. where That's flourished. Um, and and they, they have been lucky in the fact there's a big benefactor up there that's got the money to distribute. Now they're playing... Are going into state to play, 
They're on primetime TV. The standards certainly got better, certainly got better from the, its infancy. So in 10 years' time, I think you'll find that it's going to be a really good stand with all the young girls now starting at 7 and 8 yeah, sure. rather than at 12 or 13. I, I honestly think that's his, his biggest legacy. Yeah, it probably will be. Um, yeah, the, I mean, there's some other good stuff for Terminator. It's, it's never just it, – it's just carte blanche to say it's been terrible. I, I don't think that's right. But Sam was saying too that managing the game through COVID when oh, yeah, looked, keep, yeah. looked, they kept it running. They yeah, moved, they did. Yeah, very nimble. They didn't do it. i tell you who else is nimble. I, this is two of our favourite players. Shane Edwards plays his oh, 300th game wow. at Richmond, 16 seasons. Been a terrific triple premiership player. Uh, Adelaide boy, of course. And he had his first – Probably 12 years were I was going to know, say that. Yeah, game. yeah, that's or 10 exactly years, right. certainly. So he did some hard yards. And the other one, of course, the 34-year-old superstar, Joel Selwood, plays his 350th game. He's averaged nearly 73% win ratio. Yeah. And he's averaged 22 games a year, David. He's Wonderful. nearly been bulletproof. Wonderful player. Uh, he too, though, I think this year... You can. I mean, you can't. You can't run on top of the ground all your life. I, I've, I'm, <laughs> no, you and don't. I love Joel Selwood. Love yeah. Robbie Gray. But uh, Father Time does catch up. Certainly does. And I think there'd be there'd be questions uh, put to to Joel at the end of the year. And the other one is the big fella, full forward, West Hawkins. Coast, Josh Kennedy. Oh, Josh Kennedy, the other one. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. it's just looking, you know, a bit, bit Tom, cumbersome. And Tom Hawkins, I think, is the same age. But, but he, he looks good. Like, no, yeah, Tom he still looks like playing Super yeah. Footy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Hey, um, I just want to ask you, remember we started something last night about the Brownlow medal and I didn't think that yeah. there would be a 30-vote no. winner no. this year. You thought and 25? I think, no, no, hang on. I said 20s. Yeah, you said low 20s. I'll no, get the no, tape. no. No, we'd look, we listened, Low to mid-20s. We, I'll get the tape from no, last night. No, no, night. we listened back. No. And we're going to have a... Just well, you're a, trying to move up a bit, are you? Well, yeah, I reckon I'm going to go... Oh, you yeah, said 28. 27, mm. 27 is a... Um, 27 is a draw, is it? 28's me, okay. and 26 is you. I'm just writing this down. So 28 votes is me. It, no, 28 or more is me. 27's oh. a draw, 26 and under. You've got all the unders. 27. Right down a, to oh, 27. Yeah. Oh, I was a draw. Yeah. Okay. So right. there you go. Well, I hope you didn't lose sleep over that last night. Yeah, I did. I, I went home and went, oh, right. oh, we didn't actually do We didn't actually finalise it. Hey, big show tonight. Yeah. Ollie Wines. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. And 200 Tom game. And Tommy Tom, Jonas. So some milestones. What's some very good players, milestones. Why don't they play their 150th together too? I'm not sure on that. Uh, Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switched to Lumo today. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. It's the car of the year. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, cars of the year. And Lumo, Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Bloody and Worlds for Weeks Open Line. Well, that's our open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. A couple of texts coming through. Bloody, you haven't aged in the last 20 years. Oh, I, you, I saw a picture when you jumped up and, and tore your pants and <laughs> um, in the, one of the grand finals. And you haven't aged much. Maybe maybe a fraction less hair, maybe a little bit greyer. But apart from that, you got you got that skin that Patsy puts a cream on. I think it works beautifully. So, well done, Patsy. You've, you've kept him young. Hey, just a little segment here. But Ollie Wine's coming up. Um, yeah. Port Adelaide forwards. You went through the Crows forwards a couple of weeks ago. The best ever Port Adelaide forwards in their uh, AFL history. Yeah. Just before we do that, I, I must get this in. Chelsea Randall, you know, we've met Chelsea and obviously seven years in a row 
has captain of the Crows AFLW team. Incredible player too. Yeah, really good player. Yeah, uh, the Port Adelaide. Now, apparently I had Darren Jarman fairly high. We did this and we were going to do Port Adelaide. No, you had him fairly low. No, I thought I had him high. Darren's not happy. No, he's he's good on him. I would have thought... I'll see him on the weekend. Yeah, I thought it would be easy for you to say, look, David, I just overlooked Darren. I know he's one of your favourites. Yeah, because I... You had Mark Rusciuto ahead of him as a goal kicker. Better goal kicker. Oh, no, Mark. Now, Mark hardly missed. He was a beautiful kick. No. In fact, you're splitting uh, straws. Uh, <laughs> splitting straws between <laughs> Rashida and Jarman. No, no. Oh. I, I like Darren around the pool. I like them everywhere. Anyhow, okay. Port Adelaide. This this is going to surprise you. The first one's not. Treadray number yeah. one. 549 goals. Yeah. Number two? Not Jay Shields. No. Uh, Robbie Gray. Oh, no. Yeah. Gray's in my top three. 364. So a fair way behind, but played different spot. Number three. In the goal kicking list, so going think, going back a bit. You're no, talk, are you talking about? Goal, I'm, I'm talking all goals, time. But you going on goal numbers? Yeah, goal numbers. I'm not necessarily saying. See, that's, that's why Darren. Yeah, yeah, go on. What are you going to do? Well, you I, have a crack at this or what? No, I'm just sort of thinking you could like down the track might be Connor Rosie or someone that. No, no, no. I'm talking about there. now. At this very, I'm talking goal kickers. That is guys that kick goals, not that didn't. Ladies being good, I'd have um, Jay Schultz right up there. Robbie Jay Schultz, no. Justin Westhoff's third on the oh, list. Yeah. 313 goals. Played a lot of games. Fourth, you just mentioned him, Jay Schultz. 275. This is a surprise. Number five on the Port Adelaide goal kicking list. Not all Wanganine, time. is it? No. Uh, He's actually coaching a footy club right now. Coaching a club right now? Um, oh, Stewie Jew. Yeah, 245 goals. This one also was a bit of a surprise, and I'll tell you who's – this is number six, two, four, six on the list. Very famous name at Port Adelaide. Burgoyne. No. Oh, he is famous. Horns. No. Uh, famous name at Port Adelaide. Oh, God. Meg, all famous. Meg Pies. Brad, Brad Ebert. Brad Ebert. Wow. 240 Brad, goals. Brad Ebert. Brad, Brad Ebert. Brad Ebert. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, but you're going purely in, in – Goals. Numbers. That's what I did it for. I wanted, the, I wanted you to pick – your best three goal kickers, oh. not number. Like, oh. it, see, I I go Treadrain Gray, but the third one I reckon's up for yeah. the grabs. Can I tell you something? You know who's? I think it's sixth, seventh on the list. He only averages one point eight goals a game. Only. Yeah. Was he a key forward? Yes, absolutely. Big key forward. For, Big key forward. Not Charlie Dixon. Correct. One hundred and twenty games he's played for Port Adelaide. Two hundred and twelve goals. What does a key forward have to average? Oh. If you're full forward, two at least two. Mate, now, I, I, it is different. It used to be now. four or five yeah, back in your did. day. Yeah, it did. Probably three, three and a bit. Uh, Lady would have kicked a few goals too, wasn't he, the big fella? Yeah, not, not as not many as Not in the top, these. no. See, he was a beautiful now, kick. Yeah, he was a lovely kick. I did like him. But he's not on my list because I did it on goals down, not, not on ability. So if I just gave you the – take the goals out of the equation. Treadray. See, Robbie Gray's got to be there too, doesn't he? Yeah. Like for all probably, these probably magical tre- goals. Treaders is a big – big, uh, Key forward. There's no doubt Treadray and Gray are the two best. best. Yeah, then you can fight over. Yeah. Oh, we we both agree on that for sure. All right. Crumbs. I read the story about the draw. Do you like the draw, by the way? I was going to ask you this a couple of nights ago. No, the, I thought we'd both agree that the draw should be a kickoff. And you, you had your, even the percentages of a draw. Yeah. As I said, oh, I'm going to have a chat. KG's birthday yesterday, but I'm going to have a chat. Because I thought he was taking your credit, a bit of gloss, that idea where you pick, the captain picks three, oh, yeah. can include himself. Yeah. You kick from 40. I reckon it'd be sensational. Well, rather, well, I know the players, was it Hardwick wanted extra time? Five yeah, minutes each that, way. Yeah. 
So Actually, um, a lot of people take what I say, and that's okay. I mean, even Lee Matthews has said at night about tackling. Good heavens. Oh, tackle. No, but, yeah, well, that they've got to they've got to get that right, though. Is, is Jack Ginnivan ever going to get another free kick? Yeah, or is it open slather just to knock his head off? Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, young Connor McLeod played for West Torrens a couple of weeks ago. It was a possible father and son somewhere down the track. Played okay it's first up. Being pressure on the Edwards boys yeah. too. First one hasn't made it. Second one yeah. sort of right on the cusp. And and in our budget quiz, Mark won it overnight. Uh, he answered – the answer was Caleb Daniel for those that uh, missed out. Yeah, little fella. He's back hopefully South Adelaide and They're getting a – Bulldogs getting a few players back. I think they may make a real charge at the end. Mm. I mean, they won it from, what, seventh or whatever in 2016. Yes, so yep. interesting there. Um now, for your chance to win a corporate box experience for you and a mate at the Adelaide Oval, enter at iCanWin.com.au. Ollie Wines, just a quick word on Ollie. He's coming up shortly. Uh, very good career. The Brownlow, though, that's a bit of icing on the cake. Yeah, I, yes, it is. A moving house. Use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 13 27, 27 And that's for Caleb Daniel for o- Mark. Ollie Wines shortly. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, David Wildey, Malcolm Blight for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Well, Port Adelaide are going to need a, a minor miracle, I think, to make mm. the eight. They, they've been in all games, but just can't get over the line there, and we're... I'm going to welcome one of their stars too and the reigning Brownlow medalist, Ollie Wines. Ollie, thanks for your time. How are you going? Going well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Ollie, before we look at Port and, and their season, yourself, you had that remarkable year last year, 36 votes. Um, only Dustin Martin's had as many as that. It, it was a real life change. I'm just wondering, though, now down the track, did when, you, when you've gone on the ground, have you felt any different? Have you felt anything you need to prove anything, this or that? Have you had any pressure? Have you been sledged? What's it been like for you? Yeah, no, it's been an interesting year, and um, I certainly probably internally within myself, I've, I've sort of put a bit more pressure on myself to sort of up hand, uphold that consistency and standard that I was able to find last year, and um, that's probably been the biggest learning from my year, being able to manage that expectations among myself and, and always look for that improvement, and at times when I'm not reaching those standards, um, don't be deterred by it, but let it motivate you to, to keep searching for it, so... I think in a way it's been a little bit frustrating, but um, I've learned a lot about myself. Probably the most consistent year of footy I think I've ever seen. You polled in just about every game in Port's best three in just about every game. You only need a little niggle though, don't you, or a a medical issue or a niggle, and and that can change rather quickly. Footy can be a fickle game. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think not just with injury, but you need a a lot of good luck to sort of be able to maintain that form throughout a year, and um, generally it's probably not too often where you go through a, a year without having anything wrong with you. So um, it was a bit of a blessing in regards to that. But, um, yeah, no, we keep on moving on and, and striving for that consistency. Ollie, I don't know if this would help, but uh, I, I did win a Brownlow medal apparently uh, a lot of years ago. And I remember after I'd won it and I was going back to my seat, you know, at the, uh, at the function centre, there was a guy called Dick Reynolds. Now, you may not know him, but he's a triple Brownlow medalist and also four-time premiership coach at, at Essendon. The biggest name other than Sheedy probably in the whole of history of Essendon. As I was going back to my chair, he grabbed me on the arm and he said, 
Uh, well done, Malcolm, but you have to earn it every time you play from here on in. And it really took me back a bit, you know, that you're actually going to put that sort of pressure on yourself for the rest of your playing days. And uh, it took me a while to understand what he meant by it. I actually became a better player. Probably didn't get as many Brownlow votes because you actually started to do other stuff. It's, it was an interesting time. I guess that's going to be the same for you now, isn't it? Because you, you've had that measurement of so high up there. All you want to do now is is become a premiership player, if you possibly can. Exactly right, Bloody. And uh, I think that's probably the one thing I've realised this year. And, and it's probably been my internal motivation for, for most of my career. But it's not until... You're sort of missing that ingredient of a premiership that you really realise um, what you want to sacrifice to get that. And um, I'm willing to do anything for that at the moment. And, and as you said, you probably won't get as many votes or that personal accolade, but um, the end goal is a premiership. I can remember your first year, uh, young Ollie Wines bursting on the scene. You had an amazing year. Now suddenly the number 200 comes up and you can share that with Tommy Jonas. Uh, doesn't doesn't footy life go quick? I mean, that was 2013. Uh I think the only coach you've had is Ken, isn't it, Ken Hinckley? It is, yeah. So um, nine years now, it's it's gone incredibly fast. So I look back to when I was drafted, and it doesn't seem too long ago, but I guess in fact it's it's nine years, and I think I put that in sort of uh, next to other, I guess, big moments in your life, going through high school and, and primary school, and it's it's more than sort of one and a half of those. So it has been an enormous part of my life, this footy club in, in this city and um, I'm so thankful that Pork gave me that opportunity back in um, mm. 2013. And you're sharing with a real hard nut, Tommy Jonas. I am, yeah. No, um, it's um, it's a really special day for us. I've become really close to Tommy. He's one of my sort of main go-to guys. He's, he's a real role model for me and um, he's an incredible leader for our club. So uh, to be running out next to him, uh, we ran out next to each other in our 150th and we got the win, so we'll be searching to um, back that up for our 200. Ollie, you've been fairly resilient, and we know you had a little patch there for a while, but you've averaged 20 games a season. That's not that, – I mean, that's that's bloody fantastic. I mean, you take that any any career if you can just keep that momentum going with 20 games, and who knows where it finishes. I, I find you – got a feeling you're coming in to your – and this sounds funny, but your best footy, 27 oh, yeah. to 32 yeah. – I reckon now you really get the hang of yourself. You know yourself, as you mentioned before. You know where you'd like to get to. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. I mean, it'll come, but you're going to find out exactly what Ollie Wines is like in the next five years, probably. There's a lot of more games, hopefully. Yeah, I'd like to believe so, Blighty. I think um, these days, and at the age I'm now, you certainly learn about a lot about yourself and about your body and how to go about it. And I think it's probably... More than actually playing the game, I think you learn um, how to get through and how to maximise um, your performance. And that's one thing at 27 I think I've, I've realised now and it's how about you manage yourself throughout the year and, and get through. And um, look, I think the game's becoming a lot quicker. That's certainly what the AFL is trying to create. So um, if I can get another 50 or uh, whatever out, I'll, I'll be more than proud. But um, just to have the opportunity to wear this jumper for this footy club and uh, put my sort of itch in the wall and, and um, put something towards their history is, is really special for me. you got 150-plus left in your life. Don't worry about that now. Um, <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> about that. Do you know, he's, actually, sorry to interrupt me, he's 11th highest player now, player for Port Adelaide. So he's going to break into the top 10 very, very well, soon. Well, if he plays to Bokey's age, he'll, yeah. he'll be 350. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, Ken Hinkley, we touched on that, Ollie. Always seems to be under the blowtorch. Um, I mean, three prelims, you haven't quite got to the big dance, but... 
He's had some very successful times. And I think Blighty said his, his win, winning ratio is as good as anyone going around. I think he was actually better than Clarkson's there for a while. So yeah, Only behind Chris Scott at Geelong. Yeah. You, you've you been with him the whole way. Um, same voice. You've had him for probably different messages. But can you give us a snapshot on, on your coach, Ken Hinckley? Yeah, no, we've got full faith in Ken. And, and we understand that there's going to be pressure when you don't win a premiership. But I think, as you said, results speak for themselves. And... We've been able to get so many wins under Ken and, and build that momentum. Yes, we've fallen short um, those three times, but I think um, we've been able to do it on a consistent basis of, of winning games. I think the relationships Ken's able to build with the players, not just as a footballer, but um, as a human being and as a person, is, is really special. And it's it's really created a good culture at our footy club, I think. You look at the, the interstate players, particularly that, that we bring from interstate and um, the relationships they're able to be, build with Ken and, and develop to, to where they really want to stay and commit long-term to this football mm. club. So I think um, I think his effects more so for us, we, we see it as much off the field as you probably do on the field. Not 5 you're chasing your tail. That's a, And you had a lot of injuries early on. But Ollie, what, what do you think? the club needs to take the next step in? Where, where do you see, you see the good teams and the good teams have beaten you, even if it's only been a, a goal or two? Is there one area you think you really need to fix up that you think to, to go to that next step? Yeah, I do. And I think it's been sort of a bit of an issue for a while now. And we've sort of, we've managed it just through weight of numbers, but probably our, our finish going forward and in the inside 50 and, and kicking goals. I think defensively, probably the whole of, Ken Tender at the club, we've been, I wouldn't say we'd be much worse than, than fifth for those years, but it's sort of offensively that um, we can break down at times. So um, it's continuing to find growth where we can. And, and this year it has been hard with with being a ruckman down and having to have some forwards in the ruck at times to sort of um, lose a big another big forward down forward. But um, I think that continued growth, looking inside 50 and, and adding these guys like Butters and, and Rosie, these really class players to that midfield sort of high half forward group is, is going to strengthen that. Yeah, I was going to mention that. They, they certainly are. They've, they've taken that step, haven't they, they're youngsters. And, uh, hey, you're not going to get a bigger game, are you? Collingwood <laughs> at the MCG Saturday afternoon. I mean, it's prime time, isn't it, in Melbourne? I mean, it is a great showcase for you guys to actually just put a little stamp on the season and say, hey, don't forget about us. Yeah, certainly. Um, look, they're rolling at the moment. I think I think they're eight or nine in a row or something like that, similar to Geelong. So they're in re- really good form. And, and look, we still have full faith in our list and, and what we're capable of. We've, As you said in your, your opening, we've been in so many of those close games with the top four teams. We just haven't been able to finish them off. So we think we're really capable of, of finishing off the year strong. We've got some big matches against Collingwood and then Richmond next week to really test ourselves. But uh, we've got full confidence in what we can do. In your 10th year, can you remember your first kick, Ollie? Your first kick. Who was it against? Who was your first game against? My first game was actually at the MCG against Melbourne. Um, so I can't remember huh. my first kick, but um, I do remember that game pretty pretty clearly. It was it was a really special moment. There was a heap of us that sort of either um, had our first game or, or first club debut. So um, it's... I think it's fitting that I'm back there for 200. That's at the MCG, first and first and general. So wow, yeah. incredible! Ollie, congratulations, mate, on your milestone. And uh, I know Port will fight the season out, whatever happens. And uh, you've had a marvellous career. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Ollie Wines, 200 games, and he's like you say 27. I think 28 in October.
Yeah, look, I, I, he's had an interesting season. It hasn't been poor by any no, means. No, no. But trouble is, when you get 36 votes in the brow low, how do you Don't repeat that? that medical issue with his heart? Yeah, all that. So he missed two weeks. Yeah, I reckon he's been, a, a, he's been okay. Oh, more, better than okay. okay. Him, and, him and Rosie have been the two. But you're right, you set the bar up there. Yeah, I know. I think he averaged 33, 34 possessions a yeah, game last year. Yeah. I, I still say it's as consistent a year as I've seen, and that's one of the reasons he won the Brownlow. Well, in fact, that's right. We talked about the Brownlow earlier, but uh, Dustin Martin had 36 votes too that year. Yeah. That 17, that was an unbelievable But Ollie's was through sheer consistency. consistency. Oh, yeah. Way to numbers, Blighty. Yeah. Way to numbers. Yeah, and they do get a lot. They get to get a lot of votes, the midfielders now, don't they? They do. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to iCanWin.com.au. And you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA with Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Weeks Homes Discover Different. And also Elders Insurance from local footy to community event. It's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. Yeah, great mob elders. Time now for our, our weekly segment with Ben Hook. And I caught up with Ben, actually, at the – we had a past players um, session, uh, North Adelaide and the Eagles. Fantastic day. It really yeah, was. Yeah, Mick, said that. I said Mickey Redden, yeah. uh, Stephen Sims, who hasn't been well. He was there and quite a few of the players, Craig Burton, Kim Klomp. Uh, but, yeah, Ben came down at half time. Ben thought I saw none of the game, but I did actually watch the first. <laughs> and I watched it next, sitting next to Johnny Condon. Oh, fantastic. Uh, JC. And there's a Nigel Lockyer playing – Wearing my old footy number, twenty-three, a bit more nimble than me, a little uh, a sharpshooter. Yeah, number yeah. twenty-three, and and Ben's got a story. So we'll welcome him. A story on Nigel. Hi, Ben. Yeah, twenty-three. Uh, spent a lot of time on the field, and you seem to spend a lot of time in the bar, missing number twenty-three. <laughs> I thought, Wills. But, I saw uh, enough in the first no, half. <laughs> he, and he was outstanding, wasn't he? He's, he's a remarkable story, guys. So um, he's uh, he's from Alice Springs. He's come down to Adelaide essentially on the back of what's called. Uh, the uh, the Red Wings Football Club runs a right tracks program, and it's essentially a full time uh, every day of the week, every week of the year. So it's a twelve month, seven days a week program, wow. uh, which is aimed at eighteen to twenty five year old uh, Indigenous Australians who are from Central Australia, so either within Alice Springs or in the communities around it. Uh, the deal is, you either have to be studying full time. You either or work full time, or you have to be part of the Right Tracks program. And uh, Nigel Lockyer Jr. came in via this Right Tracks program, um, and it really was the saving grace for him. I spoke to Pat Hodby, the treasurer, about it, and I think even uh, Nigel admits that up in those communities, uh, there, there's issues with alcohol and drug abuse, and for him to avoid all of that, get himself through this Red Wings program and get down to Adelaide and make his debut in round two this year. And, Will, you would have seen enough of him. I mean, he is, he's a class above at this level, and you'd never know, might make it all the way to the AFL. And um, they also run a Pink Wings uh, club as well, which is uh, for women. I think we've seen two – sorry, I beg your pardon, two for North Adelaide, but nine uh, young women from Central Australia have come down and played in the Sandful W, two of them for North yeah. Adelaide and their premiership team this year. So it's a wonderful concept. We're going to see a lot more of it as uh, more of the, um, the the Sandful clubs pick up on it because there's some incredible talent up there and it's been really wonderfully harnessed by this Red Wings and uh, and Pink Wings program. Gee, that sounds terrific, actually. He can play. Yeah. Pink yeah, Tails, yeah, bit, yeah, Sorry, yeah. It's, it's the Red Tails program, the oh, okay. Red Tails and, and Pink Tails program. Gotcha. Beg your pardon. Hey, uh, 
Adelaide's ice hockey team, the Avalanche. Um, I want you to talk about them, but who named Avalanche, mate? The only thing I heard about Avalanche is they kill trees, kill people, <laughs> kill people, and also kill a heap of polar bears. <laughs> Where did they get the name Avalanche from? You're not going to believe this. I think the Avalanche, the name, actually comes from Riley Philthorpe's grandparents. Would oh, you believe? Really? I'm, now, I, you, you're catching me a little bit off guard here, but Riley Philthorpe's grandparents were, I think, the originators of the Adelaide Avalanche, along with Greg Oddie's parents. Do you remember Greg Oddie, the famous Australian ice hockey player yes. that comes yep. from here in Adelaide? Well, Riley Philthorpe's dad was a very, very good ice hockey player as well, played for Australia. And essentially, it was the parents... Well, the grandparent of Riley and the father of, and mother of Greg who, uh, who set up the Avalanche and probably were the ones who came up with the name. They've had some interesting challenges over the years. Uh, they, they eventually, I think they um, collapsed at around about 2013 or 14, and they became, became the adrenaline until the league fell over at the end of 2019. Um, of course, all the COVID uh, hit it, and so they didn't play at all in 2020 or 2021. And the league essentially collapsed. So this is a new league, the Pacific Ice Hockey League. Um, it's the first time an Adelaide team has made the finals since uh, 2012. They're going to. They've got one more minor round to play. That'll be this weekend. Um, they sell out every game. It's unbelievable, guys. I mean, you would have thought ice hockey. No one turns up, but they absolutely packed them into the ice arena there at Severton. We've got a really quirky little. Um, stadium there, so I think we have a huge home ground advantage. If we win this weekend, we'll be hosting a preliminary final. And how about this? The last time this comp- this team played in 2019 as the Adelaide Adrenaline, they went zero and 28. Jeez. So the fact that they are going to be in a preliminary final if they win, they'll host it. It's a remarkable turnaround story, and for a sport that gets no mainstream presence here in South Australia, this club has done incredibly. Yeah, it's certainly an avalanche, isn't it? That adrenaline doesn't work if it's avalanche does. Hey, you've got a, I just noticed the bottom bit here. You said you've got two crazy stats, one on tennis and one on Fremantle Footy Club. I guess they're a community club. They're both community things, aren't they? Well, yeah, look, you know, I've actually talked in the paper about the fact that the um, Playford International is back on this year in October, which is great for grassroots tennis that some of the big names will actually turn up and play at the courts at Elizabeth but I just thought these were two amazing stories so we know that the fortnight ago it was Novak Djokovic who beat uh, Nick Kyrgios in the Wimbledon final it meant that uh, Novak Djokovic went to 21 Grand Slam wins and went ahead of Roger Federer on 20 you're not going to believe this I just went back and checked it all and it's absolutely right did you can you believe that at one point in the race between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer, now twenty one and twenty, Novak leading by one, that it was Roger Federer sixteen, Novak one. And that happened for a year in twenty ten yep. when Roger won the twenty ten Australian Open and Novak that was his sixteenth win. Novak only had one and now a decade later he's gone ahead of him. It's yeah, an incredible it's, statistic, it's I reckon. The other one from Fremantle, you'll love this. Um, they've won 32 Guernseys in their in their history, the football club. So if you go back to the original one that was mostly purple, they had an away strip that was mostly green, and they've worn Indigenous strips, they've worn a, a South Fremantle tribute strip all over 32. On Friday night when they play Melbourne, David Mundy will have worn all 32 of them. They're bringing back a Guernsey from 1998. It's actually one that you... Uh, sorry, 1999. You, you might remember this, Blighty, because... When you uh, dispatch Tony Modroff, the Fremantle, this is the one he played in fairly regularly. And that Guernsey will actually be the 32nd one wow. that David Mundy has worn for the football club. He's worn all 32 of them now. Uh, actually, um, Tony left of his own accord too, by the way, but not splitting straws there. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, wow. I think so, yeah. Not because of you. Talking about leaving of their own accord, very quickly, I had an invite to play golf uh, on Monday from Tony Simons. He said, you're going to play with you, me, Marty Palmer, and Malcolm Blight. He rang me back 10 minutes later and said, oh, by the way, Malcolm Blight's found another partner, so you're out. (laughs) No, that's not true. That is so unfair. I I feel like Tony, I feel like Mods. No, no, no. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was it was the wrong date. It was the eighth or the fifteenth or something. No, Ben, that's not true. Bob Fitzner, replace me. Yeah, Hooky, thanks for that, mate. As always, pleasure, guys. Benny Hook there. Um, yeah, knows all his local footy, and it's a crazy stat, mind you. Probably Djokovic is six or seven years younger than Roger, Absolutely, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. just starting out, yeah. but a, a good step back. For expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Um, Another interesting show. We spoke about the uncontracted players, mainly for Adelaide and Port Adelaide, and the head high tackle, which you've been saying don't reward tacklers. It's it's far too weighted that way. Um, You had the pork last night at Osabuco. We've got um, savoury chops tonight. We've gone down a little bit, but I love it with all the gravy and the mashed potato and the veggies. What's on the list? No, I was, I've had a busy day, so... Actually, <laughs> you don't know. I, I didn't check the kitchen before I left. I'm very sorry about Mate, that. Mate, have I, a great night. We'll see you tomorrow night between 6 and 7. Bye, Malcolm. Bye, David. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.